0: They stole my blood, so I think we should take it easy this week.
1: It's true. That's
0: that's 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 all I got to say about that. So, <laughs> hello,
2: hi,
0: welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared. Joined as always by Doc Allen, Ladium. Hello. This is episode number 235. We're going to talk about some games we played recently. Mm -hmm. Mostly you played these. I kind of watched like 66% of them.
1: Yeah. But that's fine. You participated.
0: I was a participant.
1: Much like how I participated in the Yakuza playthroughs, you participated in these playthroughs. That's true. But what about when we played together?
0: Yeah, That is also true. So we got three games to throw at you on the docket today.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We got some. We got two Final Fantasies. It's crazy. They they yes. made two Final Fantasies.
1: <laughs> what?
0: And also we got a cooperative game. Yep. That we uh, played through yeah, let's talk about some games here. Uh, first off, we played through a game called Operation Tango. It is a PS Plus game for the PlayStation 5 at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're listening to this at the time of recording. Uh, apparently this game came out last year.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Whoops.
0: I did not know that. Uh, but this is a uh, co-op only game. Mm-hmm. Where you and a friend work together to be cool hackers. Hacker voice I'm in. Oh
2: one's a hacker and one's like a
1: secret agent.
0: Yes. Which is cool. Um yeah. with that, because like you're both playing different characters, you have different things happening on each individual screen. Mm-hmm. So like when Al was having her was doing stuff, I was seeing something completely different. Yep. And but vice we had versa. To
1: communicate with each other.
0: Yeah, this is basically kind of like a a mixture of stuff like uh, Keep Talking and Nobody nobody Explodes, uh, Space Team for mobile devices, where it's a lot of, you know, you have your own individual thing you have to look at and and relay information to another player, and they have to do that back to you, and doing so, you work together to complete various missions and objectives.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's fun. It's very fun.
0: Uh, the one cool thing about this game, well, there's multiple cool things about this game, but one of the the cool things about this game is it does like the the friend pass doohickey that uh, the some of the the EA co op games we played recently did, where mm-hmm. one person can buy the game and then the you can have like a friend download the demo quote unquote and basically play it like that, yep. and you get the full experience. Even if you have the demo, like, the only thing you're missing out on is, like, getting trophies, which, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. But it definitely allows you to kind of branch out and let other people play that you might, that might not be able to to get it for whatever reason. Um.
1: Well, and also play it if you're not used to playing co-op games. Like, you're, you're the only one I play co-op games with. Yeah. Um... So, like, if you're somebody who tends to play solo games and want to play this, like, you would need a pass. Be like, hey, buddy, play this game with me. Here
0: you go. Uh, I believe it is also cross-play with PS4 and PS5. I don't know if it's cross-play with PC or not. But, again, opening up the the floodgates for people to play the game. Uh yep. There's, like, what, like, five levels?
1: That sounds right. Five or six. To this?
0: Um. Each level basically has a lot of, like, variation to it. There's not a whole lot of, like, repeated aspects to it. Um, There's, like, some kind of, like, general features or, like, kind of gameplay that is a little bit repeated. Just because, like, it's... But they basically expand upon it each time you kind of come back to it. Um, There's a lot of, like, weird and interesting ideas that they kind of do throughout this. where, um, Where, like, I'll have to, like, kind of lead you through various, like, rooms and stuff but, like, you ha- you are able to see, like, all the rooms and stuff because, like, you were going in first person and everything, whereas yep. I have, like, this top-down map that has, like, oh, here's where the enemy patterns are, but I don't see you. Right. So I have to basically know, like, okay, we have to time this for when you go, and then I have to make sure you know the route to get through things Yep. in order to not get caught and all that sort of stuff. And there's also, like, okay, well, you know, you have to go find various, like, little, like, gizmos and doodads or whatever and i have to be the one like in the background hacking them and making sure like you're able to get the information you need all that sort of stuff
1: gotta work together to do locks mm-hmm. For there's a lot do locks i guess
0: yeah there's there's a uh, there's various mechanics where you basically both work together in order to like get through things where like one of them's like oh you have to like get through this lock decryption thing and like Okay, one of you can move these little sliders to the left and right. The other one moves them up and down. You have to work together to, you know.
1: Make it happen.
0: Make it happen. I thought there was some, like, real interesting uh, levels where, like, the train level I thought was interesting where, like, you had to go around and, like, find specific people and, like, you could do that by, like seeing, like, oh, what their interests are and stuff like that. Well, while like apps are, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're on the train moving through people and I'm, like, I have an overhead view of the entire train. I can let you through into different cars and everything. And, like, I have to, like, find which person that you need to go hack and all this sort of stuff. And then that led to, like, the very hectic part where we had to stop the train and we had to, like, work together to do... I guess, like, stop, stop the engine of the train because it was, like, going at max speed and everything. So, like, yep. you, you had, like, all these different, like, components you had to go to and, like, you, like, we had to relay information between each other and all that sort of stuff. Very hectic, very tense, but it was a whole lot of fun.
1: Very, very hectic. Mm-hmm. Very hectic. <laughs> and it was great when it would, like, get down to, like, no time at all and then we'd solve it and it's like, oh, you have some more time again. I'm like, oh, oh, oh thank you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, the only one that I didn't really care for um, in terms of level design was the one that, uh, like, you had to do the deep dive into the server. Mm-hmm. That one was odd, and I still haven't figured out how some of the puzzles work, really. yeah. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, it was great. Like, you're, you were a hacker who was, like, this this guy with a twisty mustache who looks like he would, belongs at a hipster festival. and. <laughs> I was like this cool mm-hmm. lady with a big fro mm-hmm. and we were team working that together. Oh, and you became a Roomba at one point.
0: I did become a Roomba at one point point. I murdered, I ran over someone and I blew the mission.
1: <laughs> you broke their leg and ruined the mission for it. Yep. <laughs> it's
0: the da- most dangerous Roomba.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you were to hack a Roomba, I'd probably be scared of you.
0: I mean that's that's fair. That's very fair.
1: <laughs> you're just chaotic enough that you you wouldn't know what to expect with the Roomba.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be a that would be a fun time. Yep. Uh the final level basically ends up being keep talking and no one explodes. Yeah. Which I thought was very funny, but also it was really good because like it's very again, very tense because like it's the last thing you have to do and mm-hmm. you're just like, "All right, we got to work together okay." Uh tell me about these modules uh what do you gotta do here uh what's the serial number what's the serial number uh (laughs) and like it's interesting as well because like it gives you a bunch of like stuff at the very beginning so you have to like work together be like okay what is this what is information can we parse out right now Mm -hmm. and like so we can like cross some of this stuff off before we can actually like dive into actually getting into like the the, the exploding uh, bits. The exploding bits, yes, thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. The detonator <laughs> is what you were actually looking for, I'm yes. pretty sure.
0: Um, so, like, it's, it's very overwhelming at first, but, like, you're able to, like, okay, okay, what do you have? Do you have this thing? Do you have this thing? Can we work with this thing? And then it's like, okay, we got this. Let's let's work down. Okay, we've crossed this off. Okay, now we can move over to this thing. We got this. And then, yada, yada, you move down and down until you eventually uh, disarm it. It was really fun.
1: It was really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Although I did get flashbacks um, to "Thank You, I'm Die Forever."
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Because at one point you're like, "All right, you gotta wait until it says five and then press the button." And I'm just like, uh
2: It's very so my good.
1: Just, I'm die. Thank you forever. Mm-hmm.
0: As as you normally do.
1: But we did not die. We, in fact, survived. Saved the world, arrested the baddie.
0: We did the thing.
1: We did the thing, and um, we found the the game studio on the map. Mm-hmm. Got a trophy for it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was like a it was a pretty fun and clever game. I'm glad we played it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not a, not super long or anything. Like like you said, it's like five missions. But like the yeah. length is really going to come from like you being able to kind of wrap your mind around all these puzzles and everything.
1: Well, and you can also play it as the other character and get a completely different experience. Yeah,
0: that's true as well. Which we
1: have not done, but we could do it. You could be the agent and I could be the hacker. It's true. Wow. Uh,
0: But I would say like if you want like a good little cooperative game that I think is going to like it's not necessarily gonna make you and your your friend like just yell at each other the whole time. I mean you will yell at each other, but like you like angrily yell at each other, like this is a, a good fun time. It was fun, and you will I have an enjoyable. Yeah, you'll have an enjoyable little playthrough there.
1: And like the aesthetics of it were nice. It was. It was. Uh, had lots of bright colors and mm-hmm. like the characters were well designed. Um, the the person who was giving you directions, kind of looked like a generic chatbot lady. Um, but otherwise the characters look nice.
0: Yeah. I would agree.
1: It was fun.
0: It was fun.
1: I don't know why it's called Operation Tango, but
0: sometimes you got to do the tango.
1: Maybe that was just the name of the operation, and we missed it. It's to take possible. down, <laughs> take down the guy,
0: and then we did a little tango. Woo! All right, moving on. Okay. Al, you played a demo.
1: I did play a demo. A demo you, you had to wait
2: for
0: like 24 hours to play. Actually, more, way more than 24 hours, like 36
1: way hours to play. Th- Yo, that entire demo situation was just such a hot mess. <laughs> Chaos. Yep.
0: Chaos indeed. Uh, the
1: Chaos ate the demo.
0: Perhaps one of the most infamous games that showed up at E3 yep. last weekend was the Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. The trailer that everyone was just like, Ooh. This looks so bad.
1: And the two of us were just like, (laughs) this is awesome. Listen to that dialogue. This
0: looks real dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for this. Uh, So yeah. The uh, demo was supposed to come out the the day that they did the, the Square Enix thing and then they're like, oh, we put this out and it is corrupted. Whoops. So, I believe it took them till like, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, to put out a patch that fixed it, and then the game's playable. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I downloaded it the day that it was announced, Mm -hmm. and got to the the screen, and was like, yeah, I I saw beforehand that it was corrupted. I was like, maybe I'll have better luck. Nope.
0: No one had good luck.
1: It was really heckin' corrupted, and... I made the dumb decision of deleting it entirely because I thought that I would have to re-download it,
0: which I guess that's that's fair. That's a fair assumption.
1: Um, so then I had to download it once again <laughs> once they patched it, but man, what a what a way to release a demo. That um, is true. It does have some crazy music on the the PS5 menu when you're like hovering over the demo. It is intense. And it's just got Jack's face.
0: Good old Jack.
1: Jack, Jack, Final Fantasy.
0: Good old Jack, Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah. So, um.
0: I believe before we get into this and in the the gameplay, at least we got to talk about some development history.
1: Okay. Yes. Hit some me.
0: stuff has come out since then where some some people have talked about this game. Some people who oh, are boy. making this game have talked about this game. Oh boy. Um. So of course, this is the Square Enix Team Ninja collaboration, where they are making a game set around the the universe of Final Fantasy One. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the gist of that people knew about it. Um, so it's being uh, directed by some dude from Square Enix and some dudes from Team Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story scenario is being written by Kazushige Nojima, who of course. Very famous Square Enix Final Fantasy scenario writer. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, our friend and yours, Tetsuya Nomura, character designer, creative producer, and also was the made the original concept for this game. Uh, which he described as, uh, he made he came up with the idea after he finished production on Dissidia. And he was like, let's make an action-focused game. That's cool. And then he's like, what if we combine this concept? But I want a protagonist that is older and is an angry young man. <laughs> so Nomura comes up Nomura comes up with this and is, and is like, maybe we can't put Final Fantasy in this, and, but everyone else is like, let's just make this Final Fantasy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So they're like, they're just trying to make a more mature version of Final Fantasy 1. Because that's what you do, I guess. Sure. Nojima said about the scenario, it's not a hope or a dream. It's like a hunger,
2: a thirst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
0: So yeah, this is uh, yeah. Everything you hear about the the way they talk about this game just makes it seem so dumb. Yep. It just yep. very weird. So yeah, like none of, the mark the, the original trailer didn't help.
2: Nope.
0: The Namora <laughs> interview didn't help.
2: Nope.
0: And then the demo finally came out. So everyone was ready to just like dunk on this game. Yep. As soon as the demo came out. And then once it came out, everyone was kinda like This demo's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> the demo's kind of alright.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So you got your hands on it obviously and then we I watched you play through it uh we did it in 2 days because that's just how things go sometimes. Yeah. Um considering this is made by the same team who did Neo, which is a you know Dark Souls adjacent game. Um it is very much one of those kinds of games but not as like over-the-top ridiculous difficulty as those because, A, this has difficulty options.
1: Yes! I was so happy it had difficulty options because otherwise I would have been screwed.
0: Which is very wild. And, B, it it almost kind of plays more in line with, like, a character action game with souls, like, elements to it. Yeah. Because, like, there isn't, like, a concept of souls as a currency in this where, like, if you lose or if you die, you lose, like, your souls or anything like that. It's kind of just, like, you have levels and you level up. That's about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You do have like bonfire equivalents throughout there, um, which obviously they do the thing where like they respawn enemies. They allows you to regain your health and your uh your health items and all that sort of stuff. Lets you have like a safe haven to level up and do all that sort of stuff. Um, but other than that, it's basically kind of one of those games, but not necessarily as just brutally difficult. I don't know That's- how it is on like the higher difficulties. Like it might kind of yeah, be I that same. It might be what you would want from those kinds of games, um, but from what we play, like it just it seemed all right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I won't even lie; I put it on easy mode because um, I don't play those types of games, and I right. don't play those types of games for a very good reason. Um, and so I was a little worried going into this. I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be rough. This is gonna be rough." Um, but then I was pleasantly surprised when I was like hey do you want to play on easy I'm like yeah yeah I do thank you um which I mean you mentioned it when uh when we had the the difficulty options like kind of throws a wrench in the whole like get good chuds argument that you can't have one of these games with uh difficulty options yeah it's um here you go has difficulty options thank Before you it's like the one good thing he's ever done Actually, you know what? That's a lie That's a lie He designed some really hot characters over the years <laughs> Like, one of my, my first loves was Squall
0: and that, that was when you were like, man, I love belts
1: No, I didn't love the belt. He, his belts weren't excessive Yet. It was, it was, it was like Lulu when things got really excessive. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, girl, you got too much of that going on. Um, and I mean, apparently his is similar to anyway. It's similar to a, a blade holster type thing, but that's beside the point. Squall. It's good.
0: Squall is not here. Instead, we have Jack.
1: Jack. <laughs>
0: Who wants to destroy chaos? <laughs>
1: Jack is consumed by chaos. Um,
0: This is also a Final Fantasy isekai.
1: It is, yes.
0: Because our our protagonists are from another world.
1: Yeah. So, uh, like everybody was joking when the trailer first came out, like, "Oh man, look at this H and M employee, (laughs) Final Fantasy one," or like, "Oh man, Jack's gonna be working at Home Depot after his shift here." Like. He really does just look like a regular dude, and like he's got his two bros that um, we have no idea anything about them. No, they're just dudes. I think their names are, one's named Jed. Yes. I don't remember who is Jed.
0: I don't remember which one's which.
1: What's the other one's name? Ash. Ash and Jed and Jack.
0: Yep. Final Fantasy. Um,
1: I'll, I'll have the last name Final Fantasy. They're all related.
0: Also, I mean, there are, there are names you could fit into the character name uh, slot in Final Fantasy 1. Correct. Which I hope they keep that motif.
1: I hope so, too. Because um, that, that's a, a pretty good nod. Um, Jed Jack. yes. Um, so we started the demo looking like regular dudes. And then and- pretty
0: soon after, you're just like, you're getting... ...item drops left and right, so you just look like a fantasy
1: dude. Yeah, it was it was very quickly that I stopped looking like I was going to go to a shift at H&M. It was very quickly. And the thing that was interesting to me is that... Um, like, I wonder if there's going to be a version of, like, the job classes for the other guys that you can help with. Because, like, they were definitely also changing outfits throughout. They did not stay in the same outfit the whole time.
0: Yeah, they don't really, like, let you look at them... Or like interact with them in a way that, like, to like, oh, I let me outfit them with this equipment and all that sort of stuff. Like, they're all just like left to the wayside, and you just focus on Jack. So, I would assume that probably would be the th- something that would happen yeah. in the actual game. Considering this is still a very early demo.
1: Yeah, I would assume so. Um, just because, like I said, they definitely did not start in the, they did not end in the outfits we started in. Yeah, much like we did not. Um, and yeah, it, it, I definitely looked like a, a regular Final Fantasy. Well, not really a Final Fantasy guy. I looked like a fantasy guy by the end of it. Um, in all of my class outfits, um, like nothing about me was normal anymore. By the time we were done, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: um,
1: yeah, Jack was Jack was ready to to wreck some chaos. And some imps and some weird Corruption wall things
0: And bunch of bombs
1: Oh right there were a lot of bombs Once I figured out that I could do got water I always pronounce that wrong I was like blip 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 Have water It was great It was really great
0: yeah, so the demo basically gives you three jobs you can yes. roll around as, which is, like, just a generic sword dude, a mage, and a lancer, which do upgrade into, like, warrior, black mage, and dragoon,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which basically just unlocks you with a different uh, skill tree. Skill tree. So you can kind of level it up even further and do it that way. I, I'm curious to see, like, what other jobs they're going to throw into this because I'm assuming, like, that's not just going to be the three jobs in this game. It's probably going to be a lot more. Throughout. I wanna turn
1: Jack into a white mage.
0: Probably possible.
1: I wanna do it. Jack Final Fantasy is gonna be a healer. Chaos healer.
0: Jack Final <laughs> Fantasy Geopancer. <laughs>
1: um he also has the ability to like return attack type thing. Um, which I never really figured that out because mm-hmm. I'm not good at this game. But, like, when the imps are throwing stones at you and all, you can, like, reflect that. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, but, yes, uh, I only played as the, like...
0: Sword and mage. Th-
1: sword and mage classes.
0: Which is kind of all you really need.
1: Yeah, I mean, for something like this, it was fine. Like, it definitely got me through.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's also interesting because, like... There is a colored loot you can get from enemies and stuff, which all have different stats and stuff. Like some of them also just will be better for your specific job. Yes. Um. But I was I was very interested the fact that like it had like rarity and loot, which I think that's a thing in Neo as well. So it's not super, it's not something like super new for this team. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting to see that and just see how.
1: Like the color codedness
0: of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically, through this demo, you fight your way through a bunch of stuff and you find your way to a castle and then you get to fight Chaos!
1: Chaos? Chaos! Oh, I also made Jack pantsless at one point accidentally. I felt really bad about it.
0: He wanted to show off his Gams.
1: He was just like, Look at my boxer briefs, y'all! I'm like, Oh, sorry, buddy. Where are your pants? It was quickly figured out. I did not let him go without pants for very long, but I I, I was a little alarmed when he had no pants on. Mm-hmm. Jared helped me.
0: It's true. That's what I'm here for.
1: Jared's like, oh, no, we got to put Jack's pants on. <laughs> Can you imagine this pantsless man? Like, chaos.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited <laughs> for when this game comes out and we get to see, like, naked speed runs.
1: <laughs> Making Jack runs. Yeah. Woo. Um yeah. We get chaos question mark.
0: Chaos.
1: Chaos. Who's to say? Um there's a nice Princess Sarah reference, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh this is like the first time that we really got any kind of like
0: Final Fantasy.
1: Final <laughs> fantasy and also real interaction with the boys. Yeah. Like they said a few things besides like the Random quips they had to say throughout the castle area, right? Um, I was like, Oh, hey, yeah, you guys exist, but uh, yeah, this was this was the final fantasy. Um, one thing that both of us noted though is it is a very dark game,
0: y- yes. But also, like like I said when we were playing it, I'm guessing that's because like it has like HDR and stuff like that on because it is a PS5 demo. Yeah. So it's gonna have much darker darks and like all that sort of stuff when when it comes to like the lighting and everything. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I have a PS5 and I have a 4K TV, but even so, I was like. I need to brighten this shit up. Yeah. Now I can see things. Yay! My vision is terrible as it is. I can't see anything. Like, if I take my glasses off, I literally am just hopeless. Um, I have to shower with my glasses on because I cannot see. Uh, and so like they're trying to make me strain my eyes with this dark castle. Like, no, get out of here. I'm gonna brighten that up, and I did.
2: You
0: did. And it was great. Uh the demo ends as you defeat chaos. Chaos. And then literally like you beat up beat him and then it's like, Thank you for playing.
1: <laughs> and then they give you a survey. They do.
0: Uh which which I will say, like, this team they did this with Neo before. When the first Neo came out, uh they did like a little demo type thing like they did here. And mm-hmm. at the end of that demo they did a survey and they took into account what players said about this game like what do they want to change what they wanted adjusted and once neo came out proper like a lot of those changes and adjustments were in the actual game
1: i forgot what suggestions i made
0: i think we just wanted more chaos
1: that was one of the things that i put needs more chaos but i i, I gave them some actual suggestions oh um an indicator of when i actually saved yeah was one of the things that i wanted because like we had to quit for the night about halfway through the level at a campsite and then like it made me start at the very beginning of the level again when i booted it back up which is stupid Mm -hmm. like i was overpowered by that point so it was fine but like i still had to work my way through half of the castle to get back to where i was yeah and i was like hey save like indicators would be real nice or like just the ability to save in general, like a hard save. Mm-hmm. I would really like that. Yeah. And like maybe that's because it's a demo and they didn't expect people to want to save in a demo, but
0: Yeah, that's entirely possible. But also the thing this thing has new game plus.
1: The demo does? The demo does. <laughs> so more chaos.
0: More chaos.
1: Um I think that was... Those were like... I, I might have had another suggestion, but that was the big one. I was like, oh, I, I want to know when I saved. Right, okay. right, right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, I'll keep an eye on this game.
0: It seemed all right.
1: It seemed fine.
0: Like, it seemed far better than I was anticipating.
1: And again, like, the dialogue's hilarious. So yeah. So I will take that.
0: Again, people like to get all uppity because... Of the way the direction of this game is getting, but like Final Fantasy 1 sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It is like, not aged well at all.
0: I will take a very dumb rendition of Final Fantasy 1 any day of the week.
1: Yep, same. So. Especially if it makes me laugh with how much they talk about chaos.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> chaos. Chaos. We're here to kill chaos. <laughs> chaos. Like
1: chaos kicked his puppy or something before he got uh warped into the final fantasy world
0: the last thing he saw before he left was just the word chaos
1: <laughs> he's like this is chaos's fault now i'm here i wonder if he knew ash and jed before this or if...
0: well they Did all just... got pulled to this world apparently so it would make I sense
1: they were like friends beforehand, or if they're just like a ragtag group of friends that are now chaos hunters together. I will never get over that that Craigslist ad about this.
0: It's pretty good.
1: Paul Walker, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a very good, very very good meme. Um. So yeah, besides the fact that this game is is meme worthy, um, like it's it's a pretty passable video game so far. Yeah. I guess it's a a demo, but like, I played it. I had a pretty good time. I didn't die any and I didn't have to suffer a whole lot because of dumb difficulty stuff. Yeah. I just set a bunch of wolves on fire and became a pyromaniac. Woo! As I do in video games. Woo! Yay!
0: So that is Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, the demo. Which I Mm -hmm. don't, I think by the time you will be hearing this, that demo will be expired.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because
0: I think it was supposed to run until the 24th, but then they extended it, I think, two more days because of the, the issues. So Maybe. I think by the time this podcast comes out, the demo will be dead. Well, you'll have one know, more our, day.
1: Our hot takes on it.
0: That's true. Uh, but finally, we have to stay in the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy <laughs> universe. Yes, you know, you're not wrong. And discuss Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission. Mm-hmm. The Yuffie DLC, which came out alongside Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, the yes. PlayStation 5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which came out on the 10th of June this year. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so now I have the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I have the Yuffie DLC. And, I mean, even from the beginning when you boot this up, like, it's really nice because um, you have, like, the seven um, lo- uh, main title screen where it's got uh, Cloud's Buster Sword on the ground, like how it used to be. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the side to go to the Yuffie DLC, and it's got her, um, like, what, what is that weapon called? Yuffie's weapon is in the ground like Cloud Sword is. So it's, Exactly. Clever use. What is her weapon called? Why am I blanking on that?
0: Big spinny thing.
1: Big spinny thing.
0: Boomerang.
1: It's not a boomerang. What? What, what is that weapon called? Gosh darn it. I don't remember. It's got a specific name
0: you have a specific name
1: I do actually it's anladium wow uh, shuriken shuriken is that is that a word is that the word
0: but they're big
1: big shurikens yes so that was that was cute i like that it was a nice touch
0: yeah um you missed a little bit i think with the 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 main game right which basically nothing really has changed they just you know quality of life, graphics,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all that stuff that they touted in February.
1: I'll be real with <laughs> you. I couldn't tell a difference.
0: The only thing I could really tell is that, like, the frame rate seemed really smooth.
1: Yes. I agree with you on that.
0: And I was like, that seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell graphic stuff because, obviously, we are doing SharePlay, and I don't have a big, fancy television, so I can't really see the, the cool <laughs> HDR 4K stuff. And also, it's just being funneled down through streaming, so, like, that's really also not going to really help. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the the one thing I did notice is that, like, it did seem a lot smoother, so, like, that seemed pretty good.
1: And um, I think it's beautiful, but, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake was already beautiful, so.
0: Yeah. But the the main thing we're here to talk about is intermission. Uh, yep. $20. $20. I think that's a little bit much for this DLC.
1: I think 15 would have been the sweet spot
0: because like this is maybe a couple of hours if you kind of mainline it mm-hmm. and the only side content that, that's really in here is if you want to play everyone in Fort Condor
1: I did not yeah so I did not so um, I kind of just went on the the main route there
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so this is it takes place in the middle of Final Fantasy VII Remake yes uh a- after the bombing of Mako Reactor 5, Yuffie shows up. Yep. And goes into midcar cuz she's trying to meet up with some someone. Mm-hmm. And that someone is Billy
2: Bob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I still can't get over the fact that there's a guy named Billy Bob in this game. It's really good. And then there's that regular guy.
0: Yeah. The Um, that's that's Jack Final Fantasy, (laughs) his long long lost relative, his great great grandson.
1: His name is Polk.
0: Polk, and then there was the girl who had like the very weird outfit.
1: Her outfit was insane. Like I'm pretty sure Nomura designed her because for sure that is peak. She's got like a cargo skirt and her shirt has like weird nonsensical suspender things and mm-hmm. there's just a lot happening with her outfit that I was a like a lot um, going on um her name is nayo nayo
0: call her whatever you want
1: that gal with a weird skirt <laughs>
0: so yeah they are the your local avalanche folks because we can't mm-hmm. put you with the actual avalanche folks
1: nope nope there's there's a they're considered the splinter group. The Barrett and Tifa group is the splinter group at this mm-hmm. point. And the Jesse and, uh, and Biggs and Wedge. They're the splinter part of Avalanche. These the guys are splinters. like, oh, we don't we do not do that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so Yuffie goes there to meet up with them. And then also meets up with this dude named Sonon. Sonon. Who is the original character for this, this game. Yep. Also, Yuffie's partner in crime...
1: Um also worth mentioning that he is also from Wutai. Mhm. Um so they're the only two that are Wutaian. W- yes. Wut- I, I don't yeah, I
0: don't know I if that's that's how they say it but sure we'll go with it.
1: The two from Wutai. Yes. They're the only two.
0: But yeah, you get to go hang out in Midgar right after the Mako Reactor 5 bombing and everyone's mm-hmm. like a little freaked out about it. You get yeah. to see a bunch of random folks from the the original game. But mostly they kind of show up as people you can play f- at Fort Condor with because you, we can't really insert them into the story. Nope. Per se. So like, uh, Wedge I think is one of them. And also he's yep. playing with some cats. The Jeez. the weird motorcycle dude shows up.
1: That menace.
0: That guy's a menace. I was like, yeah,
1: that guy. He's back. And I wanted to talk to him. And he's like, hey, do you want to play Fort Condor? Well, you're not good enough to play Fort Condor. And I'm like...
0: I wouldn't want to play anyways.
1: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Like, uh, all right, I'm out. Goodbye. I wanted to talk to you some more because I still don't know what you're about, but like,
0: he's a menace. It's all you need to know.
1: Basically, yeah.
0: But yeah, the midgar section is kind of just like if you want to do the mini games, you can. Also, there's like some mini side quests here and there that you can pick up along the way.
1: Like the um, the bar, the turtle, the turtle. Um, I forget what the turtle bar name is, but um get, like
0: flyers for it.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh it's a bar that's a big part of uh Wutai and Final Fantasy VII, So mm. it was a nice little nod, but you have to get the flyers for it and,
0: and you get a bunch of like weird remixes of the bar theme for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there was one that we're like, oh man, that, that reminds us of something, but I don't remember what it was. And then there was one that was like a really sh like new metal version. Yeah. And- <laughs> Then I was like, oh, God, I just want this to end.
0: It was real good. Oh, No hip hop to chocobo, though, which is unfortunate.
1: None of that. No. Nope.
0: Put it back.
1: Sorry. It's
0: a real shame.
1: Um, Turtle's Paradise? Is that, is that
0: the name? You can call it whatever you want.
1: Yeah. I think that's all right. Anyway, Yuffie's upset because she's like, "I'm not old enough to go there yet." Sonon's like, "I'll take you one day."
0: You're old enough to go get these flyers.
1: Yay! Because Yuffie would have been, she's fifteen during the events of Final Seven, if I remember correctly.
0: I don't know, so I'm just gonna go with your with whatever you said.
1: I'm pretty sure she's fifteen, Either and I, way. I, I I'm. I'm going to say I'm 99% certain.
0: Well, you're 1% uncertain, so there you go.
1: I was wrong.
0: Oh, the 1% wins again.
1: <laughs> she was
0: 16. The is always pull out in the end.
1: It's true. Dang it. Um, so, yeah. Sonon is going to help Yuffie in her cool Moogle hood.
0: Yeah, she doesn't get to wear a cool Moogle hood. Uh, I want that hood. You If really somebody don't get-
1: ever sees those like on sale... Hit me up. I want
0: them. Probably will. Uh, you really don't get to see many people from the actual the main game. Um, Tifa and Barrett show up at one point.
1: And they're like, "Where's Cloud?"
0: And Cloud is not with them because he's off gallivanting with Aerith.
1: I mean, he's making doing the right cool stuff, yeah.
0: So you get to see <laughs> like you get to see the other side of that part of the game, which is interesting. Yep. But like outside of that, there really isn't a whole lot of like, "Oh, here's the other characters." Like this is mostly just. Here's Yuffie, and here's her little story before she will eventually peter into the actual game.
1: Um, Jesse did yell at me at one point, which was kind of upsetting.
0: Because she didn't want you to play for Condor.
1: No, I went up to her and was talking to her, and I was like, "Oh, did you get stood up for a date?" And she's like, "Get out!
0: <laughs> get out of here!"
1: Which, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess the whole thing did just go wrong with the the Mako reactor, so she's a little... a little upset. A little upset. And then I'm just like, oh man, your date, huh? Um, and we did get to go by Cloud's apartment, and his landlady was talking about him. Mm Mm-hmm. And you mentioned he has a real door now.
0: Yeah, they fixed the door.
1: I didn't even realize the door had... So so it's not a
0: bad texture, and now it actually looks like a door.
1: I did not even notice that.
0: So there you go. Uh... So eventually you leave Midgar because you're going to go break into Shinra and get some materia.
1: Well, and uh, that's still Midgar. You're just going to Shinra Tower.
0: Well, I mean like the like the little little town.
1: Yeah, you you, you leave the um 7th Why am I blanking on all the terms today?
0: 7th Heaven is the bar.
1: No, no, no. It's the
0: the 7th sector.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you.
0: So you leave there eventually and you go to, to Shinra. Yes. Same difference.
1: <laughs> you, you end up chasing the, like, Shije guy at one point. The informant.
0: Yeah, because he's like, he distracts a bunch of guards and you eventually have to go after him. Um, beat up some guards along the way as well. And then eventually you make your way in.
1: Making our way downtown.
0: And then you end up on an elevator with the the one girl, Scarlet. Scarlet. And she's like, oh, Wu-Tai is f- terrible, right? I hate him. I love being racist. Gosh, is, isn't so that racist. right? And Yuffie's y- like,
2: oh. Yeah.
0: And then you get off the elevator. She's like, yeah, you. I'm going to trap you here because I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, I know what
1: you guys are doing.
0: You fight your way through a bunch of Shinra and everything beating up enemies here and there along the way
1: i think it's probably somewhat important to mention at this point that we've gotten flashes of like parts of sanan's backstory of like how he was there when his sister ended up like being in the middle of a battle and died Mm -hmm. um which is caused by shinra is caused by shinra um he on yuffie a lot it's not an actual Kevadon, but it looks like one. Yeah, He does it a lot, like at least two times. <laughs> one time it's like a double one. It's pretty cool. Anyway. Also, it's Alex Lee and like he could just read a menu to me and I'd be happy. <laughs> anyway, continue.
0: So yeah, you fight your way through a bunch of Shinra dudes and everything. Scarlet shows up on a big hologram and spooks Yuffie. Cause someone, they were like, "Man, we need more big ladies. Big ladies are in right now." <laughs> <laughs> let's go.
1: And the whole time, Yuffie's like, mm, "I'm going to get all these tiny little materia that are laying around. Yep.
2: Materia, beat up some, materium,
0: beat up some mechs and everything." Yeah. And then some dudes, uh, from the underground are like, "Hey, let's go fight them." <laughs> So this one dude named Nero shows up and he's all, he's a freak. (laughs) He's a freak.
1: Yeah, he is.
0: He basically murders a bunch of Shinra guards and then he's like, I want to fight you guys now.
1: They get trapped initially in the... um,
0: Combat simulator.
1: Yeah, in the combat simulator, which it was great because I had to fight something and, like, Ramu showed up and was like, oh, hey, I'm going to help you guys, woo! It's like thanks, Ramu. You're a real one. And then yeah, we got accosted by a freak who had taken all the souls of the guys outside. Mm-hmm. Also, he's voiced by Sean Chiplock.
0: Yep. Uh, which so you're...
1: I did mention to you, Sean had a a good thing here in that he didn't have to match lip flaps at all.
0: Yeah, because his mouth is the character's mouth is covered, so don't gotta bother role. with that.
1: What a roll. <laughs>
0: That's the ultimate role for any voice actor.
1: Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this guy's a freak.
0: He's a freak. You fight him, and then you think you beat him, but... Oh no, you don't.
1: Nope.
0: So he's coming back to attack, and Sonon jumps in front of you to to save you. Yep. Sacrifices himself, because of course this guy's going to die if... He's not in the actual game!
1: He's not in the actual game, so we knew he was gonna die, and especially, like... With all the oh man, my sister died, and I'm gonna protect you. I couldn't protect, protect you, her, Yuffie. so now I'm going to protect you. And like Yuffie says multiple times, like I'm not your sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then like on earlier in in the whole thing, saying like, oh yeah, I'll take you to the bar when you're older. I'm like, mm, you're not gonna make it, buddy. You're not. That that's 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 your your first death fly. You're already throwing them up, and this is super so <laughs> early. Um, but yeah, I was sad that he died, but I knew he was going to die. He and, gets a little bloody everywhere.
0: And then Nero just, like, takes his body, so I'm assuming at some point later in the game, he'll be, like, reanimated or something, and you'll have to fight him.
1: Yeah, I would assume so.
0: Um, Yuffie runs out, basically just leaves Midgard in a in a very emotional state, and is just upset, and she's like, well, if I have to take on Shenra, I need more people with me.
1: Oh, also the plague gets dropped as soon as she goes out. Yes. So, like, not only did this guy that she, like, was with and was supposed to be her partner just died sacrificing himself for her. She leaves the tower and sees the plate drop. And she's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I
0: got to get out of here.
1: Like, this is a bad day.
0: And then I think, like, before the post credit scene, there's a scene where she's, like, riding a chocobo through the fields. Yep. And that's kind of, like, how, like, oh. Eventually, we will run into her at some point whenever the next game comes out. There is a post credit scene, though. There is. Where we return to the actual party. Yes. Of Cloud and the gang heading to Calm. Yep. Chocobell Bill rolls up and is like, hey, you want a ride? Yep. And we're like, yeah, cool.
1: The girls get to ride up front and everybody, they didn't pay Red XIII's voice actor.
0: No. <laughs> Bear, is, Bear is real mad because he has to sit in the back of Cloud. Yep. with the chocobos Claws is like kind of whatever who cares Yep. uh but then the the interesting scene of course, is uh we go to the church at con or in sector five mm-hmm. where which is Aerith's church, of course, and yep. who is at the church but Zach
1: and Zach is outside trying to figure out what kind of lines he's gonna use to make things better
0: he's because he's he's gone there to find aerith, yes, who's obviously Very not obviously. There. He yeah he's so he's doing all these like these lines and everything and he opens the door and he finds the sector seven refugees instead and is like yep. what is going on here? Yep. So. So Zach's here.
1: <laughs> Zach Zach is in Midgar now. We have left Midgar now. Um. Interesting. Yes. I really don't know what to make of that.
0: You're obviously left with more questions and answers, which of course is the intention. Correct. But it's an interesting way to end this little DLC as like a little tease of what's to come, where obviously the next game we're going to be on the way to Calm and doing all that sort of stuff, and presumably we will get more about what Zack's doing and how he's here and everything, and how this is probably a Alternate timeline of some sort, or a times timeline skip of some sort.
1: I love how we just keep getting like ending scenes of Zach that are just big question marks. Like that's how we ended remake, and now we're ending it Zach here. It's like they're just gonna keep throwing Zach in, and be like, "I mean, have no idea what's going on."
0: I mean, to be fair, they are doing the one thing we said, or like one of the one the big things we said that they should do with this game, and that is make Zach important. <laughs> Yep. Don't make him hidden little text boxes that you have to go out of your way to find. Like no, they're like no. He is. We are blatantly making him important,
1: which is good because Zach is a very, very important character to the canon of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Also, he is one of the best boys in all of Final Fantasy. Period. He is a good boy. I really, really wonder. And I I I don't know what the odds are of this, but with them like focusing on Zach and um bringing in other characters and things, I'm wondering is that is that phone game gonna have the Crisis Core stuff in it at all?
0: The the phone game that they're like that's the remake.
1: That's the story, yeah. Yeah. Not 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 the battle royale nonsense.
0: Um, let me see. So I think because they did announce, I think like. Hey, we're going to put a butt-ton of stuff in that game?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Uh, compilation of Final Fantasy VII.
1: Because I feel like at this no, point... No, that's, that's not it. You really have to have Zack's story out there somehow. And it being a game stuck on the PSP isn't going to really do it.
0: No, you're right, you're right. Um
2: What was that
1: thing
0: called?
1: That's not the name of it. Um. Good question. Thank you. I'm I'm, I'm googling. Um 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 um. Ever crisis.
0: That sounds right. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Aha, here's a Wikipedia page for it. Okay, so... Planned to be released in monthly episodic installments, the game retails events from the 1997 game Final Fantasy VII and all canon titles in the compilation of Final Fantasy VII media franchise, the movie Advent Children, the video games before Crisis, Crisis Core, and Dirge of Cerberus.
1: Okay. Oh, God. Why Dirge?
0: So I thought that was the case that they had said, like, hey, we're putting basically everything into this mobile remake.
1: Okay, that's a good idea, because if, by some chance, and I mean, like, at this point, I don't think anybody who's, like, really into Final Fantasy VII would have missed the fact that Zack existed. No. Um, but, like, they might have missed Crisis Core. That is completely possible, because not everybody had a PSP. Um...
0: Well, they wouldn't have and, played like they wouldn't have played before Crisis because that never came out over here.:
1: That never came out over here.
0: And then they might not have played Dirge either.
1: I mean, that, there's no real loss there.
0: So like there's, there's definitely people who have just probably interacted with Final Fantasy Seven and then Advent Children. That's it.: Yeah. Hello, me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Crisis Core is one of the best Final Fantasy stories that they've ever told. And I, I can say that with confidence, like the way that everybody is written in that game is incredible and the backstory that they're able to give to Zach and like the fact that, you know, what's coming, you know, that it's inevitable how this game ends, but you still are just like, I am going to get there anyway. And it still hits you in this like really, really emotional way at the end. It's like, Oh Oh, man. Like, it's so well done. So well done. And I mean, that's not going to translate well to the, the phone, I'm sure. But, um, like, the, the battle system won't translate.
0: I mean, I don't know if you really needed to.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: But also, we don't know how this is going to play. Yeah. All we've seen is, like, the Final Fantasy 7 stuff. Right. And if this um, is supposed to be monthly episodic, like, that... The Crisis Core stuff's gonna come, like, 2023 at the earliest.
1: Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah, so, I mean, like, Crisis Core, um, like, the, the gameplay is done, like, with this, like, slot machine combat system. Um... Which that sounds really odd, but like, think about how in Final Fantasy 7, the original one, like, Tifa had the, the reels that you would go da 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 and get like whatever move.
0: Yeah, I didn't like it.
1: <laughs> well, it worked really well in in Crisis Core. And, um, like, the, the significant part of that, um, spoiler alert ish, um, is that. You're you're doing the final battle in Crisis Core, and you're doing fine-ish, um, and then that system starts failing, and so that's how you end up losing the battle—is your entire battle system starts failing. And it's really really well done, because you literally cannot win it.
0: I mean, I don't I don't think that like you can't do that on a phone.
1: Depends on how they do the battle.
0: Right, but there's no saying that like they can't recreate that system on a phone. True. Sure. So,
1: Sure. I mean, phones are probably more powerful now than the PSP was when it came out.
0: Twice as powerful.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I just hope that they do something, like, that's super cool like that, because that was really, really impactful to me, like, how they did it. And Zach is a very, very, very good character. Also, you get some backstory, like, Sephiroth. Wow. Amazing. Who's that guy? Never heard of him. Nah, it's some loser. Um, I don't know why they put the Dirge characters in the intermission. Other I, than just like, hey, references.
0: I mean, it's because they're throwing everything from Final Fantasy VII into Remake. I know, That's it's why.
1: Just, it's just a mistake, because Dirge was a mistake. I mean, I'm glad because Sean Chiplock got work. But... Ugh. And I just it was really really funny when uh when Nero showed up, we were just like, Who is this guy? What is going on? He's got like metal wings. It's great. It's really entertaining. I think we both just kept calling him a pervert. As you do. Mm-hmm. So you think Sana's gonna be like reincarnated at some point or reanimated and be a villain? They
0: wouldn't show them taking the body for no reason, I think.
1: Yeah, they And care. that would
0: make it a you you it gives you automatically, here's an emotional fight for you to have.
1: If you've played the intermission.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: That's another thing is I don't see why this had to be PS5 exclusive.
0: No, like there's nothing in here that really like makes it a thing that could not be ran on a PS4 or other consoles when this game comes to other consoles.
1: You know why it couldn't go on the PS4? Why is that? PS4 could not handle
0: Billy Bob. PS4 could not handle graphics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it couldn't handle Billy Bob.
0: true, Billy, Billy Bob. Billy Bob
1: was too much to handle. A
0: real menace.
1: I just love the fact that they put a man in here named Billy Bob.
0: It's really good.
1: Billy Bob. And he looks like he's in like a freaking um, like hair metal van. He's ridiculous. Very Billy good. Bob's like my new favorite character besides Saun-On.
0: Billy Bob and Jack Final Fantasy.
1: Jack Final Fantasy. When he was younger. Because mm-hmm. this guy's a little bit younger. And he really is into Fort Condor, not Chaos yet. <laughs> <laughs> I played Fort Condor once when it was required and then never again.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's cool that they give you something if you want to engage with it, but like, eh.
1: Yeah. I mean like I played for Condor enough in the OG to like get the goodies, but yeah. like it was not something I was really into. And I like used exploits that I knew of to like win battles very quickly, but Yeah. Um and I mean it's a nice reference. It's like, oh look, Fort Condor, that's funny, right? It's a board game now. Ha um which like Canonically is kind of messed up because that's like a a town ish that is suffering because of Shinra trying to invade constantly and trying to take their their big egg that is important to them. So like, kind of weird to be like, let's gamify that. Let's gamify this oppression of Shinra doing on this on this town and these people. Well, whatever. Anyway, I don't think it should have been a PS5 exclusive. Nope. But you were able to experience it because I was able to share play. Yes. It was fun.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting.
1: It was very short. But it was fun, and I enjoyed my time with it. Should have been fifteen bucks. And it should have been on the PS4 too. Yeah. That's basically my, my take on it. Agreed. Salon, when he was alive, could cab it on me if he wanted to.
0: Well, too bad he's dead.
1: He's deader than hell.
0: And he's gonna come back as a real mean dude and murder you. Rip me. Ripperoni and pepperoni. For real. Uh well that's gonna do it for for this week's episode then. Mm-hmm. We did all the Final Fantasies, and we tangoed.
1: Chaos.
0: Chaos?
2: Chaos.
1: Chaos.
0: <laughs> if you would like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool so where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you would like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment, a Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the podcast and bonus episodes as well. Woo! Next week, we're going to dive into the final chapter of the Kazuma Kiryu saga. As Al will experience Yakuza 6.
1: Yay! Experience.
0: Experience. So we'll do that next week. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Bitikashi.